too many people live lives that are safe. I think you have got to get out of the out of your comfort zones of life, whatever that is for you, whatever uh, the people listening or viewing right now. You know, what is it that and it may not be a big thing for me, it's always had to do with the physical challenge. And, you know, one thing I will say very positive about my dad is he was always a risk taker. He was always someone who wasn't afraid to share his faith. I mean, he'd go up to, you know, people like Wilt Chamberlain and, and pray for him. Uh, he wouldn't even ask people sometimes. He said, I'm just going to pray for you, <laughs> you know. So he had some just absolutely amazing stories as he got older about how God used him to uh, speak into the lives of people. Many of them were famous, including his ex-boss, uh, Bill Lear, uh, as he was dying of leukemia outside of Reno. You know, God spoke to my dad and said, look him up, call him up. And uh, my dad did. He found him in, uh, in a little place called Sparks, Nevada, where Lear was making uh, making their planes at the time. And my dad hadn't talked to Bill Lear in, in eight years. And he said, uh, why are you calling me? Uh, and my dad said, uh, Bill, I don't know. I feel like God told me to call you. And he said, call me back in 10 minutes. So my dad thought that was really strange. He calls him back in 10 minutes and he said, why'd you call me? And he said, I told you, I felt God. He said, well, I was sitting here with a gun in my hand. And he said, I was, I was about to take my life. Wow. So my, my dad says, it's eight years. My dad says, I'm coming up. We're going to talk. I'm going to talk to you about Jesus. And he did. And he, he came to faith at the very end of his life. And you know, those are the risks that we take. You know, what will people say? What will they think? But that's not just risks in physical things, but risks in our people relationships with our kids, whatever the case may be. We have to get out of our our comfort zones in the places that we think uh, people are going to be offended. We got to stop worrying about whether people are offended and just do the truth. Mm -hmm. I love that comfort zone. Because there are people that do live in a comfort zone and they don't want to get out of their comfort zone. <laughs> so we, we all have that, right, Nancy? I mean, we we have our places that we like to be, you know, on Friday night or whatever. And, uh, you know, my friends all know me as somebody who comes up with ideas each year. So I've got a group of friends here, including my wife, I think reluctantly so at times, where we go do stuff. You know, last year we climbed Mount Whitney. Uh, two weeks ago, we we hiked 17 miles down into the bottom of the Grand Canyon and back up in one day. So those are the kinds of things we do. And we don't always know how it's going to turn out. And that's the thing about risk. We don't know whether you're talking to somebody about faith in Christ. We don't know how it's going to be received. We don't know what the outcome's going to be. But we just do it. And, and we we put ourselves out there. Yeah, that's the whole, con that's the whole um, concept of going out and sharing the gospel, right? That we don't, we need to get out of that comfort zone and start stepping into what God has called us to do. You know, I think Nancy too, I mean, we, we, we think of Jesus as, as being successful in every encounter he ever had, but the reality is he wasn't. I mean, if you look at the story of the rich young ruler, I mean, it said he went away sadly. I mean, he didn't 
you know, there's no sense, you know, Jesus didn't chase him down. It's not our job to chase people down and, and try to convince them or give them the four spiritual laws. It's our job to simply present the gospel message, the good news, and it's either received or it's not. Mm-hmm. And in Jesus' case, you know, the rich young ruler didn't didn't receive it. So, um, you know, if he wasn't successful 100% of the time, we probably won't be either. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at Paul, thrown in jail. Yeah. I mean, he took a lot of abuse. So I think we, like us in the in the Western part of the world, we we have it pretty good. And if it's if it's just somebody turning their back on you, that's one right. thing. <laughs> yeah, and I you know I had this conversation with a with a, a gal who's a nurse here, uh, not a believer. One day, and she said Jesus just loved everybody. And I said to her, I said I I think Jesus did love everybody, but I said they didn't kill Jesus because because he made everybody happy. They they killed him because he ticked people off. You know, he, mm-hmm. and he ticked off the Jews. He he. he you know, I mean, yes, he was a good guy, but he also somebody who spoke the truth and speaking the truth has consequences, both good and bad. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, I mean, for you getting out of your comfort zone, where was the place that you never thought you would go and never think you would accomplish? Talk about that a little bit. I think all of us can look back on our lives if we're old enough and say, you know, I didn't plan to be where I am today. I didn't plan to be in the job I'm in today, uh, but here I am. So here here we are in this place, and it may be imperfect for us, but God will use us wherever we are. And I I think as I look back on my life, you know, having started and gotten through three half master's degrees, that's, that's frustrating for me, you know, finishing my bachelor's and going straight into a uh, a program in public administration, and then being shipped off to the Middle East to run a radio station over there in, in war-torn Lebanon, that wasn't part of my plan, you know? And yet sometimes God just takes you and he, and he says, oh, I know you think you've got these plans for your life, and that's cool. You've got your plans. It's good. You, at least you're moving. But I got something else for you. And being open and willing to go do those things because they're now available to you in this particular moment or because nobody else will do it. And in my case, that's what happened. Um, Nobody else was willing to go because everybody else had some excuse. And so here I am as a guy, 30 years old, going over to run a radio station. I have no idea what I'm doing, you know, and I think that's okay. Sometimes God will use us like he did Gideon. Gideon's hiding from the Midianites down in the threshing floor. And he says, rise up, O mighty man of valor. And I'm sure Gideon was looking around thinking, who's talking to me? And who's this guy who's a mighty man of valor, you know? Yeah. But he does that. He'll take the weak and, and the, uh, the weak things of the world to confound the wise. And I think that those of us who feel like we're not capable of being used by God, Think again, because God loves to be strong in who you are and in your weakness. Mm-hmm. I love the way uh, God uh, kind of sets your path. You think you're going one way and you're absolutely going the other way. Now, like kind of like with you, like you were with you, your dad in ministry, yet you ended up in in like this, you know, public relations business and other things that you're doing. Um, did you ever think you were going to get there? No, in fact, really doing what I'm doing today is, I'm going to call it a divine accident. 
You know, I mean, there's a lot of other things I probably would have planned differently for my life. But here I am working with authors, writing my own books, uh, working with great people like like you. And it's it's just what I have kind of fallen into after all these years. And so it was funny when the pandemic hit, uh, I started thinking about, oh, you know, I've been working from, you know, a remote office for 30 years. Maybe maybe I've got some tips for people that are wanting to work from home or whatever it is that they're they're doing differently. Uh, but uh, that's uh, that's that's just been part of my experience. And I I like you know, I've had great opportunity to meet and talk with some just fantastic people over the years, you know, people like uh, uh, Oz Guinness and and uh, sit down with him at conventions and just talk and met all kinds of interesting people. So it's it's been fun. But, you know, um, I never planned it. And maybe some of your viewers are thinking, well, I'm not really in a job or doing what I planned either. But you got to just say, well, God, how can you use me where I'm at right now? Hmm. I love that encouragement right there. So what we're talking about today, do you, do you have a book that relates to this? It was called Whisker Rubs. It was a, a my attempt to uh, really encourage fathers to engage their sons and, you know, even single moms and moms, you know, some advice of things that I felt needed to maybe be done a little bit differently. I still think that's true. I think, uh, for example, I mean, uh, Pushing your kids is important. I mean, don't just let them, don't let the tail wag the dog in your family. If you're a single mom, you're exhausted. You know, it's really hard to raise boys alone. And um, I know there's a lot of, I really believe truthfully that a lot of the uh, exploding nature of homosexual relationships is not because there's some innate homosexual gene, because I don't believe in that, but there's a lot of hurting boys who don't know how to embrace their masculinity and what that looks like. And so they go the opposite direction. You know, they mm -hmm. go towards other men because maybe they didn't have a father or maybe they had an abusive father. But mm -hmm. the ideology of homosexuality is pretty clear. Mm -hmm. And it's not just that it's ex more accepted in our culture, but there's a lot of hurting boys out there who really may not be gay at all, but they think they are. And so they, they gravitate towards that. Yeah. Well, um, where can people find out about you, Don, and about your book? Uh, my books are on Amazon. Uh, uh, my business is Veritas Communications. You can go on there and, and find out more about me if you want to do that. And what would you like to leave my audience with today? encouragement that if your life is imperfect because all of our lives are imperfect uh, call up to god and just say um how do you how can i learn to be content where i am and where you are right now may not be what you planned for life uh where i am today is not what i planned for my life and nancy i don't know what your story is but we learn to make the best in the circumstances that we're in and trust God that he's going to lead us into the next place of our lives. As the old saying says, uh, you can't steer a car unless it's moving. And sometimes we need to just start moving ahead and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us into that next process of our lives. 
Reading the Bible is like reading a book of adventure. Each story has its own unique meaning and outcome with life lessons that draw you closer to God. Yet so many won't even open the first page of Genesis. Do you seek adventure in your life? Do you think that God hasn't set your feet on an adventure he knows you'll enjoy? Well, some of you may say my life could never be that way, but it is because you have the ability and choice to do something incredible for God. Serving him right from where you are, no matter what your circumstances may be. Why not view life as an adventure instead of complaining that it's not? God is always speaking to your heart and mind. And do you listen to the call of God? Because God speaks to you every day. Are you listening? to the call.